Uh, and then I saw Johnny Mac with one. I said, oh, man, come on now. This is some serious yeah, he, stuff here. He, he should have told you in the track club. He running for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Johnny Mac well, brothers, you know, like they say in the old school, govern yourselves accordingly. We are alive. <laughs> we are alive. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, sir. Is Reggie, so, uh, is Reggie and the rest of the gang ready to go? Uh, we're ready to go. We have uh, Pastor uh, Sederic. Okay. Good morning, Pastor. What's going on, Dr. Griffin? What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Good. You all right? Doing real good. Doing real good. Excited to hear what you got for us today. Man. So I'm doing man. everything I can to be the best lover, husband, you know, everybody, I, whatever I can be over here. So, Man, you know, we all try to, we all try to figure it out every day. <laughs> Reggie, how are you, sir? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm just glad to be back home, man. You know, I apologize for uh, uh, Tuesday, man. I, I didn't realize. I didn't want to. I had those headsets. Uh, man, and you can, I didn't you realize can stop right now. You don't, like that. you don't ever have to apologize for nothing, brother. Yeah, and I <laughs> didn't realize that until I got a chance to listen to it over. And I said, oh, man. But it was so much noise in the lobby. You know how it is when you do Yes, sir. Getting in the hotel and stuff. So I said, well, let's roll. Let's go. It's seven o'clock. Well, good morning. Good morning, men of God. Welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call. We are Facebook Live. So if you'd like to join us here on the National Men's Prayer Call, feel free to do so. Uh, just go to our National Men's Prayer Call uh, Facebook page, or you can reach us out on the however you would like to uh, on the Zoom line, uh, whatever social media you'd like to reach us out, feel free to do so. We're just so grateful uh, to have you join us here on this here, uh, on this call here this morning. Uh, we're continuing our series on romance and relationship. Let's take a place for the entire month of February. So we have a gentleman that's gonna be pouring into us coming up here shortly. Uh, he's not a stranger to the National Men's Prayer Call, uh, but we're just so grateful we could just take a few minutes out of his busy schedule uh, to allow him to pour in pouring to us what God has laid on his heart. Uh, so we're just grateful for this outstanding, outstanding up and coming uh, man of God that's just making an impact in the communities here on the Southern section of Dallas. So we're, we're very grateful for him. Uh, men of God also just like to let you know uh, that we have gentlemen that joins us all around the world. Uh, we're in a national, uh, national men's prayer call. Uh, we have gentlemen joins us from Nigeria, uh, also from Vietnam. Uh, so we're, we're just grateful and thankful uh, for these uh, outstanding uh, men of God. I know that we have a lot of uh, women on the line here, so we're grateful and thankful to have you joining us here on this call also. And um, one thing we like to say is that we're very transparent and uh, we're just so grateful to just serve God. That's what this National Men's Prayer Call is all about. Uh, the Dr. Kenneth Green had started this over six years ago, along with Benny Franklin. And so we're just uh, grateful for those outstanding uh, men of God and also for the, also the entire leadership team that we have here with the National Men's Prayer Call. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here where I can open us up in prayer so I can get this gentleman out of the bullpen because I know he is excited and ready to go and have a word what God has laid on his heart. So let's let's go before God here in prayer. I do need to go ahead and do the Facebook Live here. Um, okay, there we go. Let me go ahead and get us going here. So praise God uh, for this wonderful day that wasn't promised. 
but God made it possible. February the 13th, 2020. Thank you, Lord. We're just so grateful and honored on this day here. God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This morning, Lord, first of all, Lord, we're going to take time out this morning and say thank you. Uh, thank you once again, Lord. You allowed us to witness another day. And we don't take it for granted, Lord, because the Bible says that your blessings are new every morning. And Lord, we thank you for this new morning, Lord. And Father, I thank you right now for each and every person that's represented on this call this morning. They're on this call for one purpose, and that's just to hear a word from you, Lord. And I thank you right now in advance, Lord. Something will be said today that will just fill their spirit, man. Oh, God, thank you in advance. And Father, we thank you right now, Lord, before even the man of the hour come to share, Lord. I thank you right now for covenant with the blood of Jesus. Oh, God, thank you for this man of God. Thank you for his ministry. And Lord, we ask you to continue to allow him to increase. Oh, God, we thank you for that, Lord. And Father, we just pray for him and his family. And Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord. Give you all the praise and all the glory for him. Father, we just thank you, Father, that every need is met according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's no lack, there's no want, because we put all trust and faith in you. The Bible says that the, the steps of the righteous man is ordered of the Lord. Thank you for ordering our steps, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for that. And Father, I thank you right now, Lord, complete healing in each and every man's body from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, abide any attack that the enemy may try to come against us. The devil is a lie and Jesus is the Messiah. So we thank you for healing in our body. And Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, for blessing us with our helpmate. The word of God says that a house cannot stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except they agree on the word. It's the word of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. Thank you for that oneness. Oh God, we thank you for that. And Lord, we just thank you for our offspring, Lord. We thank you for blessing us with our offspring, Lord. For those children that's going off to school this morning, Lord, we thank you. Oh, God, thank you for that hedge of protection that's covering the school campuses worldwide. Oh, we know the enemy's always working. He's always trying to destroy, but he's off limits. And thank you for that blood of Jesus that's covered them. Thank you for the faculty that's pouring into them. Continue to bless them. And Father, show favor over them, Lord. We give you praise for them. And Father, we thank you right now, Father, for the President of the United States, Lord. We ask right now, we just lift him up before you, Father, for just the godly decisions, as well as the cabinet members that serve him as well. Lord, thank you right now for blessing them, Lord. And Father, we just thank you right now for the prayer requests submitted in, Lord. Father, I just ask, ask the men of God to lift up Dr. Kenneth Green, Lord. We just pray for this outstanding man of God. We just continue to pray over him his complete healing in his body. Oh, God, thank you for that. And Father, we just thank you right now for his grandson, Lord, that's going to be having surgery this morning, Cam Cam. We lift him up before you. Oh, my God, what an outstanding little boy this guy, this guy is. And also just a great personality. So we just, we just pray, actually, Father, for favor right now as the doctor performs surgery right now. And thank you right now. Oh, God, you're so awesome. And Father, we just give you all the praise and all the glory this morning for this opportunity. And we thank you for it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go right ahead, Brother Johnny Mac. 
Well, good morning, brothers. Again, we're just excited this morning to present to you a gentleman that's new to the call as, as far as uh, speaking. We've been uh, looking to bring him on for some time. So we reached out and he was gracious enough to, um, to honor us with his, uh, with his presence and with his words. He's an internationally known single uh, pastor and speaker. And now that he's married and he's teaching from that perspective and that platform, we are in for a treat. So with no further uh, explanation or introduction, we present Pastor Marcus D. King. How you doing there today? How you doing there today? We all right. Fantastic. All right. So yeah, I'm glad to be a part of the National Men's Prayer Call. I've seen so much and heard so much and uh, know many of the brothers that are involved. And so it is definitely a, a men's prayer call, a godly men's prayer call is what I would call it because that is a definite need in society today uh, more than anything because we need great leadership. We need uh, great uh, love of brothers with one another and also uh, loving this world and this generation uh, back to God. And so I thank you for the invitation. I'm honored and humbled to be a part of it. And so today, uh, I saw that you, you dialogue uh, quite a bit. And uh, the goal today uh, was dealing with uh, relationships and uh, making sure that we are connecting uh, in that particular area. Uh, I have so many different things, topics we could roll through. Uh, but as men, I think, we, you know, a great place to start uh, is you know, our responsibility in loving if we have a spouse, uh, if we have a significant other, uh, that, that we have a role to play. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 uh, is a great place uh, to start in verse 32 uh, when we start talking about our responsibility uh, to love as men. Um, and we start talking about that. Verse 32 of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 uh, talks about that responsibility, our role. Uh, and, and here we, we're dealing with, from the New Living Translation, uh, it reads, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided uh, in the same way a woman who is no longer married who has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit, but a married woman uh, has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best with, uh, with as few distractions if as possible. Now we start talking about this today. Uh, we're talking about responsibility and the focus uh, that we need to have if we're going to be in relationship uh, as a man with a woman. Uh, there is responsibility. Uh, this text, of course, recognizes 1 Corinthians. It is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And as he's writing to the church at Corinth, uh, of course, you know about the Corinthians. They had a lot going on. Uh, they were believers, but they had uh, a lot of distractions uh, in their belief, uh, it, with their beliefs and their practicing of their beliefs. And so Paul had to write letters to correct them, to give them guidance, give them strength. Uh, many of them were new to the faith. Uh, 
And so when it comes to that, they had to be redirected from how they were having relationship with one another. Of course, that first starts with their relationship with God and then uh, shaping them into what godly uh, relationships look like. When we look at the world today, uh, we have a lot of Corinthian-like uh, mindsets when it comes to relationships. It's, you know, uh, do what you want to do. It's my thing. I get to write the rules. But God specifically starts here and he starts with man uh, and saying, hey, if you're going to be a single man uh, and, and you're, you're going to be uh, uh, walking with God and you talk about an unmarried man, he says, listen, there are certain things I want concerns I want you to be free from. It's like and, and it's a matter of focus. And he says, man, unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. That as a single man, before I even start talking about entertaining a woman into my life, I need to first of all have a relationship with God. You can go back to book of Genesis uh, when God created Adam and he created Adam, placed him in the garden. <clears throat> and as he placed him in the garden in the right spot, Adam was able to hear God's voice. And when he placed him there in Genesis, uh, we recognize that the, the, all the vegetation, everything began to grow up around his feet. And we recognize that when a man is in the right place, a growth uh, uh, around him began to take place. And what happened also, of course, we know in that familiar text uh, in the first three chapters of Genesis, uh, tying in with this, that man being in the right place, things began to grow. And then God was also speaking to him. And then God gave him responsibility, gave him that garden. And he basically told him, if you show up to this garden and if you talk to this garden correctly, if you nurture this garden, then ultimately this garden is going to nurture you. And that's what we understand that God gave him a garden, God gave him job and God gave him connection with himself before he gave him a woman and what God basically saying is if you can't show up to this woman and show up to this house on time if you can't speak to this woman the right way if you can't nurture and provide for her if you cannot uh, uh, bring out and cultivate what I'm giving you uh, in a garden you're not going to understand how to do this in relationship with the woman and then he brings the woman so when we start talking about all this God had a plan, God has design, God has desire, man has responsibility that we can't shirk, we can't run from, that the relationship is, is our responsibility, one, to partner with, with a woman, but also understand our role that God has given us is leadership uh, with love. Going back to this passage, uh, he says, as, a, as an unmarried man, the, the goal is to make sure that you are thinking about pleasing the Lord, that your, your interests are, are, are not divided. You, you should be single focused, that everything you do is you don't have, in, in this sense, uh, uh, and it's not saying that a woman is a bad distraction if she's the right woman. It's saying if you're gonna be single, you don't have the responsibility of bringing somebody else along with you, uh, um, trying to pour into them while you're trying to stay focused to God. Uh, but now, when he starts talking about this in verse 33, he says, but a man, a married man, he, he, he has to think differently, that there's a shift in focus when it comes to being a married man. He says, married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. Now, it's about to get a little hairy because when we start talking about this, single man uh, is not obligated to operate like a married man. Here lies 
why as a man, as a single man, as a man who is getting to know a woman, I must be careful in my leading of that woman, uh, my communication of that woman is simply this. I cannot put you in marital situations without the marital commitment because that's gonna confuse everything about the whole process because there's a way to go about that. If I move in with you uh, as a single man and now I'm putting, your, putting you and us in marital situations and now I'm doing marital things with you without the marital commitment, that is still my responsibility and God is holding me accountable as a single man and how I relate to that woman. And so I should not put her in those situations because it is my responsibility to follow God's leading and make sure uh, I'm not uh, doing things that are out of order. And that's what we're talking about. Basically, we, re we read the Bible and we understand something about God. One thing is clear is that God is a God of order. And if we're starting out out of order, we're going to cause confusion, problems, frustrations uh, in, in our lives. So going back to this whole piece of his interests are divided when he's a married man. And he said, and I love this piece, he says, uh, 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 but a man, married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. It, it simply means this. There are some things about being in relationship with another individual that really has nothing to do <laughs> with salvation. Let me give you a great example. Uh, pleasing, pleasing your wife or pleasing your woman uh, to the wife in this context, pleasing your wife many times uh, is based on the level of spiritual maturity uh, that your wife has. Uh, if you're dealing with a woman who uh, is not spiritually mature, then she may not be speaking of, thinking of spiritual things. And then I, as a man, need to understand where my wife is spiritually. Because many times we can get into things that have nothing to do with the Lord. But if you don't do it from an earthly standpoint, you ain't going to have no peace in your house. And peace is spiritual. <laughs> Case in point, uh, God says, please uh, nurture her cultivate her that that's our responsibility but let's just take you know case in point if you're, you're dealing with the person you know and and i think it was dr john john gray uh dr gray i can't remember his, his first name who, who was uh given like the five love languages that you have to tap into that person and understand who they are uh you have different ways people receive love in different ways and you can't love a person like you receive love and expect them to respond the same way when they have different love languages. And you know, if you've studied that book, um, it's not a you know biblical book, but but it is a practical book to kind of help us understand personalities. So we start talking about those love languages. We talk about quality time, uh, that the person receives quality time by spending time with them. They receive love and they feel love when someone takes time to, uh, with uninterrupted uh, presence with them and focus, concentration on them. That is a way that you can please uh, your wife or please the person that you're with because many people, they spell love, T-I-M-E. Uh, another one is gifts, where you have a person who, you know, receives love by you buying them gifts. You at the mall, you thought about me, you bought this, or you just buy a lot of gifts for them. That's just how they receive love when by, they value it in that way. Uh, then you've had physical touch where, you know, you hug me, you touch me, you, you know, uh, PDA, public displays of affection, that, that you're not ashamed to 
to connect with me in a physical way. Uh, and even that, that deals with, you know, in the bedroom when you're married, you know, connectivity in those ways. So uh, we have those particular areas where we're looking at. Now, if I'm taking my situation and I have a woman uh, and my responsibility is to love her, communicate to her and make sure that I'm pleasing her, it may be this. It may be that I don't really care about gifts that much, uh, but she does. But what I am doing, I'm spending a whole lot of time with her and I'm spending, you know, tremendous amounts of time with her. And I'm loving her because, you know, I believe if you're going to love somebody, you need to spend time with them, quality time, you know, going on trips and and, you know, going to dinner and doing these things. And I may be doing that to, to the satisfaction of my heart and believing that's what she wants, because maybe possibly. Uh, her friends like that, maybe possibly other women I've dated or been with in the past or my ex was like that, because I believe that's what women really want is time. And it may turn out that all she wanted was you to buy her a Rolex. <laughs> all she wanted was you to buy her some flowers. Uh, the times piece is cool. She can be good with herself. And sometimes the point is we can be trying to please a person and love a person like somebody else was loved or like we received love. And at the end of the day, we've been missing them the entire time. And that's what it comes back with this whole piece right here. Hey, have I tapped into you? Because sometimes people are nice. Sometimes the woman we're with is nice because women have this capacity uh, of tolerance. Women can carry stuff for a long period of time. They can tolerate things for a longer period of time for the most part, because you can carry a baby for nine months. You can nurture a baby, you can carry, you can hold it in. Then women know how to basically carry us. And many times they carry pains and carry uh, being nice and nurturing us. Their nurturing side will try to nurture us or a point we can get confused. We can be like, hey, you know, I must be doing really good because she's nice to me. She's, you know, keeps showing up. She keeps doing these things for me. And I'm thinking I'm winning when at this whole time, it's no crazy. I'm trying to nurture you and point you in the right direction and give you grace so you can make sure that you come around at some point uh, and understand I'm giving you hints here. I want you to pay attention. I'm, I'm throwing hints out. So that, that whole piece of, my responsibility is to pay attention, is to recognize that when I'm married, I have divided interests. Like, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, that the interest is good because, and, and on the other side of that, this, this is a major, major piece here. God holds me accountable in the book of First Peter, uh, even when it comes to my prayer life. You go read the book of First Peter, it says if a man is not, you know, I'm paraphrasing, if a man is not treating his wife properly, and, and Peter goes on to say his prayers will be hindered. And so when we tie First Corinthians together, me tapping into my wife, uh, my potential wife, and, and being able to treat her uh, accordingly and love her in the way Christ loved the church, marital, marriage, marriage wise, then we got to recognize God is saying, look, I gave you her as a gift. Now I need you to treat this gift accordingly because you can even tie this to uh, Ephesians chapter five because he gives the whole piece of marriage is as Christ loving the church. And so our example is to model Christ 
love for the church. Now, here's the other piece with that. Uh, you've been to church before, right? Uh, you, you know that there are some good people at church, uh, but you also know in church, there's a lot of challenging people at church that sometimes church people aren't the easiest to love. Uh, and, and we are church people as men, but also our wives are church people. And many times, even in challenging times, we have to be consistent, even when inconsistency may show up. Uh, and even when they are consistent, we have to recognize sometimes we can be inconsistent and we have to be held accountable for that. And we're talk, talking about in those areas. So, so going back to uh, our prayer life and us being hindered, I'm still talking about this responsibility piece that God has laid a lot on the man's shoulders uh, to make sure we are living the way uh, that God wants us to live. And if there are any comments or questions, you can break in anytime and throw some things at me. Uh, but I want to, you know, just throw that out there because I want to make sure uh, that we're laying the foundation first for uh, the relationship and responsibility for men. Now, here are three things that uh, I often share when it comes to relationships. If we're going to have the relationship to grow, to work through, to be where we are, it's three W's. Uh, that I want to throw out here uh, when it comes to a relationship growing, developing, and being what it needs to be. First thing a relationship has to have is will willpower. That's willpower, W-I-L-L, -L, willpower. And what I mean by willpower is this. Uh, a relationship has to have the desire to work through problems. Uh, a relationship has to have a desire uh, to work through challenges. If there is no desire from both individuals, and once again, man is responsible for leadership. And, and you know, when you're in this relationship, every day you have to wake up and have the will, the desire to work through anything that you may come in contact with. And, and let's just talk about some of the things that we have we come in contact with. Some days, uh, you know, you don't feel like sacrificing like we want to sacrifice. The sacrifice is what that is, the sacrifice. Some days, you know, you, you can love, you can, you know, be a provider. And, and sometimes the selfishness of man, sometimes just don't want to do that. Uh, and, and you don't just, we don't just get to not want to do that. It's, it's responsibility. We have responsibility. We, we have to show up every day, like Adam had to show up to that garden and do what's necessary because that responsibility has been given to us. So we don't want to just do it out of duty. We want to do it out of desire uh, because it's what we want to do. But we have to will ourselves every day if we're going to be the great leaders in this relationship that we need to be and model that, that sometimes, you know, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do. And sometimes you're going to not let your feelings dictate uh, the direction you want to go in. So willpower is one of the first things, the desire to work through the problem. The second one would be way power way power that if i hit spots in the relationship sometimes uh which often often happens when you have two individuals uh together uh, i may have the will but i may not know the way and when i start talking about the way i may not know the plans or the tools to work through some challenges or 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 go go to uh, the plan of, of improving uh, the relationship from my side. There's two people in it, but I may not know the way in order to lead the way uh, in order to work through uh, any challenges that we may face. 
And the reason I'm dealing with challenges many times because relationships bring challenges and they're not always because somebody did something wrong. It's just life. And when you bring uh, one individual coming together with another individual and you're together as one, you're going to bring unique challenges. And many times those come together. And we got to have the willpower as a man. Then our responsibility is, hey, we need to we need to find a way. And we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But at the same point, uh, we have to study. We have to, you know, as men, be proactive and see things ahead of time. And that's what women like. They they like somebody who they don't have to take all the responsibility uh, to figure out everything that's going on. That can cause many frustration uh, in a relationship. And so willpower and then way, way power, once again, plan and the tools to work through the problem. But then uh, many times when we're uh, walking through life together, uh, we can have the will, we got the desire, we can have the way, we have the direction. Sometimes here's some of the challenge that, that we face. We have to have the weight power and that's W-A-I-T. And weight power is simply, sometimes it doesn't matter how much desire you have. It doesn't matter how many plans you have. Sometimes even in your relationship, when, when you've had challenges, sometimes as a man, when, when your wife is going through certain things, maybe, uh, you know, a miscarriage in her life, maybe uh, a, a death in the family and she's still grieving in her own way sometimes when she's going through one of her girlfriends, sometimes when there's a situation with the child and you as a man, uh, as a man, we want to fix the problem. We want to solve the problem. We have relationship issues. We want to just run on through. Hey, what is it? Tell me what it is so I fix it. Sometimes that's not the situation. Sometimes we have to wait. We have to wait and give God time to heal what may be broken. We have to wait and give God time uh, to give us direction. And what I mean, I mean, that there are scriptures that say, be still and know that I am God. But when men, we have problems, uh, challenges, even within ourselves and in the relationship, we want to fix it. We want to move past it. And, and here's the thing, especially if we've been the ones that, that hurt and brought damage uh, to, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we don't get to tell her how fast to heal when we were the one who hurt her, when we were the one that brought disappointment. We don't get to rush that. We have to have weight power where we have to have the desire to work through it. We ask God for the weight, and then we need to make sure that we have repented or, or done what we need to do. And if it even wasn't our fault, sometimes we got to recognize it's not all about us. Everything's not all about us. Our responsibility is to listen to pay attention and not jump to conclusions because many times that could bring a lot of frustration and so we, we got to give weight power we'll have weight power and 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 just sometimes wait and let things come to a point where a person is ready to you know discuss it then ready to acknowledge it then uh some sometimes we got to recognize this as women uh, many times women, it's not just a woman thing, but since we're men, we got to recognize sometimes women are are like sports cars, you know, race cars. Some of them want to talk about it right then. Sometimes they're like 18 wheelers. Sometimes it takes them to shift a few gears, wait around for a couple of days or, or whatever. And I have to know 
Am I dealing with a race car or a trans or or eighteen wheel? It's not that we're not going to talk about it. What I need to make sure sometimes, if I'm impatient as a man, I'm once again responsible for leading, and and even in the conversation, I need to make sure, hey, this is something we need to discuss. If you're not ready to discuss it, I'm gonna I'm gonna distribute distribute weight power. I, I want to sit down and, and schedule time. When, when, what day or what time do you think we'll be ready to discuss this at some point? And if we don't know the time right now, let's set a time and then we'll come back and revisit and talk about that. Because you can't just let stuff float. Even though they are, uh, uh, may respond and work through things in a different way, uh, my responsibility is to make sure that, hey, if we have a challenge, we at least need to set some time to discuss that challenge and that don't mean you're going to be ready to fully to talk about it then, but at least we need to have some markers uh, to communicate because my responsibility as a man is to make sure that I'm loving you the way God wants me to love you. Now, I'll, I'll give a couple of things when it comes to communication now. Uh, go ahead. You have something to say? Yeah, I'm just saying that um, we're, we're not out of word, but we're out of time. <laughs> okay. I, that's why I say I can't even see the time, so you let me know. Okay. Good stuff. So Derek is going to close us out. Okay. Dr. King, want to thank you again, brother. Um, absolutely love uh, the three W's. Absolutely love it. You know, the word always tells us that, that um, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We understand now that our relationships perish for a lack of knowledge as well. So we want to make sure as a national men's prayer call that we are equipping our brothers with this, uh, these tools to put in our tool belts to help nourish those relationships. Because that'd be the first thing that the adversary uses us to pu pull us away from a spiritual space. He'll use the closest thing to us. In most cases, that is our women. That, and, that's, and that's us allowing us to be in that space where that conflict to happen. One of the things that I've taken from your lesson, Dr. King, is that I'm responsible as the leader. I'm responsible for that. So brothers, everybody that's listening, our brothers that are listening, we got to understand that we're the thermostat in the room. You know, not the thermometer. The thermometer responds to the temperature in the room. We're supposed to set that ecosystem up, and that's our responsibility with willpower, way power and weight power. That's the, the, the dopest thing on there. And gentlemen, the last thing I add before we get ready to go into prayer is that we got to remember, Dr. King says that, is that it's our role and responsibilities. He's reminding us that there's leadership through love. Leadership through love. And now the thing about that is love is not an emotion. Based on an agape-based love system that is unconditional love, and it is a discipline. First Corinthians 13, four through seven. Love is a discipline. As soon as we get that, that means that then we can be that steady rock, which Dr. King said, have the consistency, not the emotional roller coaster that we're, but our women and our wives need the consistency of our love. Because at the end of the day, gentlemen, guess what? We the plug. We are the plug. God's spiritual. Our women live in the natural, so do we. And for him to flow his love through her, we are the plug. And so we have to live in that overflow. And one of the things we got to remember, we shouldn't be taxing it. God gives it to us for free, but we making her earn it. Stop taxing what God gave out freely. And so, and you just give freely, all right? So let's go to prayer real quick. 
Heavenly Father, we give you all thanks and all praise for absolutely everything. Father, we put underneath um, our prayer, all our relationships with our wives, our women, the people that we care about, Father. We want to make sure that we are a shining example of you on this planet, Father, that you be glorified in the way that we express our love, Father, understanding that we should have the willpower, the way power, and the weight power, Father. So equip us with this knowledge, Father, and more importantly, the discipline to um, to be a, a shining example of what love looks like manifested on this earth. And so we give that all over to you, Father. We love you, we honor you, and now we live for you. In your son Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Y'all have a one, hey, you know, Valentine's tomorrow, do not forget, Johnny Mac, please go to the store. Benny Franklin, boy, please don't mess up nothing. We are saving our relationship. I already know Dr. King, he's still a newlywed, so he's he, he gonna be tight. So, but other brothers, y'all go out, make sure y'all express and celebrate your wives. What's that, tomorrow? Tomorrow, amen? Don't get in the doghouse, all right? I love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.